Welcome to the Running After 40 podcast, the podcast about all things related to running at 40 and beyond, produced by www.runningwithgrit.com. We help you stay physically healthy and emotionally strong at any running pace. I'm Sarah, your host, and a wife, a full-time working mom with three kids, three dogs, and a lifetime passion for running. Whether you are a veteran runner looking to maximize your times as a master runner or a brand new jogger starting in your 40s, 50s, or any age, this podcast will be there for your journey. I want to share stories, secrets, and strategies for success. This includes mistakes and lessons learned, all related to running past age 40. Let's hit the play button together and hit the roads as runners with grit after age 40. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 18 of the Running After Age 40 podcast. Today I'm thrilled to have a special Midwestern guest, uh, a friend that I actually met through social media. And you're just going to be like flabbergasted over some of her goals and accomplishments and all that she's doing. So I'm super excited to have Amy on the podcast today. Just a little bit about her. If you want to just hop over to her website, it's amyrun777.com. And like I said, she's a fellow Midwestern to me. So when I saw her, some of her Instagram posts, you know, we can talk about it, but she was wearing yak tracks and running out in the snow and doing all the things that I love to do. Uh, And the really cool thing was that she not only ran a thousand miles back in 2000, but she ran 11.11 miles on 11.11 at 11.11 and then finished on 11th Street. So I love numbers. So I thought that was super cool. And then uh, she's going to run the World Marathon. Well, not run, but she's going to run, but she's going to participate in the World Marathon Challenge in February. Uh, We talk about that. But my understanding is that's doing seven marathons on seven continents. Uh, And then finally... Just for selfish reasons, the reason I, you know, the number one reason I wanted to have Amy on was that she took a hiatus from running for 10 years, I believe, and she's just come back stronger than ever. And I, that was my whole reason with starting this podcast. I want to get back to running stronger. I, you know, lost my speed and just had a lot of injuries and I want to figure out how other people are, you know, making it happen and being able to run longer distances later in life and not uh, suffering too many injuries and staying, you know, whether it's strength training or whatever uh, that makes it work for you. So welcome, Amy. That was a long introduction, but I thought that it was uh, worth all the things since you've got uh, quite a thing, quite a few things going on. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your family, anything that you feel comfortable sharing? Sure, sure. Uh, Well, thanks for having me. I was happy to connect with you too on social media. It's always fun to meet a uh, fellow Iowan runner. So yeah. that was fun for me. Um, yeah, I live in Muscatine, Iowa, um, right on the Mississippi River. And my husband and I have uh, three teenage daughters. And I've been a stay home mom to them all these years. So um, yeah, they keep us busy with all their um, activities and things. And then I, you know, I've been able to find some time for running and um, just uh, I noticed on your website that we actually have some similar interests. Um, I'm definitely interested in nutrition and um, the power of food and, and how it can affect the body. And, um, and I definitely love all things about organizing and decluttering. I'm, I feel like I'm always in the middle of some kind of uh, organizing project. And um, yeah, so those are, those are some things that take up my time and um, yeah. 
That's super cool. So tell me, uh, like, tell us all, I guess, about how you originally got into running and then maybe about how you got back into it as well. Okay. So, um, I was, I, I didn't really run in high school. I ran one, uh, one year of track. Um, I think I got talked into it with some friends and, uh, if I remember correctly, they put me, um, you know, the coaches put me on the longer distance. So I think I was running the 1600 meter and I came in last every single race that we ran, except there was one, one meet where I came in second to last and I was thrilled yeah. <laughs> that I didn't come in last. So that was my stunning high school career in running. That was it literally. Yeah. Um, and then in college, I just kind of started jogging with friends, jogging for exercise, you know, jogging to try and keep the weight down, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I, I really enjoyed it. And I got to the point where I was running, you know, five miles consistently, you know, several times a week. And I can remember in college talking to someone who had run a marathon and being really fascinated with it and asking them, you know, what, what does it take to train for that? And, um, and really being interested in it, but I didn't, you know, pursue that for quite some time. And then, um, you know, just really recreational jogging, not, not much. Um, I, uh, in my early twenties, I did run a couple of half marathons. Um, and that was a lot of fun. That was, I just was drawn to, um, you know, these longer distances. Mm -hmm. It just seemed, um, there's something about that challenge that really intrigued me. And so I did a couple of half marathons and then, um, yeah, just kind of sporadic with the running, you know, didn't get super serious about it or anything, but there was a point when, um, you know, I had my oldest daughter and um, I kind of realized we were living overseas at the time and, and you know, we knew we weren't going to grow our family anymore until we got back stateside. And so I knew I kind of had this window of time and I thought if I'm ever going to do a marathon, you know, this is it. Cause I didn't really know what the future was going to hold with you yeah. know, pregnancy and kids and all that kind of stuff. And so I thought, let me go for it. And so, I mean, I started from scratch, like, you know, one and two mile runs, like, mm -hmm. you know, really from scratch. And so I just, um, found a training plan and I, I trained for about a year and ran that marathon in 2005. Um, I was 28 years old and then just started having kids and, um, things just kind of changed with my body. And I, uh, just got to the point where I wasn't really able to run like I had anymore. Um, yeah. And eventually got to the point where I kind of gave it up completely. Mm -hmm. um, so do you want me to keep going with this story? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. Yes, definitely. This is okay. So, um, yeah. So after our third daughter, I, I tried multiple times for a couple of years to just run and I just couldn't do it consistently. I would just get to the point where um, I just had too much pain. And, and I don't know if there was like specific injury, but I just, um, it was a lot of back pain a lot of hip pain. I just could not, um, get past a certain point with running. And, um, and so I finally just said, okay, I guess I'm just getting older and I guess this just isn't something I can do yeah. anymore. And so I was really sad actually to, to just, um, kind of put that behind me. And I, I did a lot of like chiropractic care and, and PT and, and massage and just tried all kinds of different things. And just, um, for years, just kind of had this nagging, you know, back and hip issues and, you know, nothing super specific. It was just kind of painful and, um, you know, I couldn't do certain things, um, without, 
you know, kind of throwing my back out, that kind of thing. And so, mm-hmm. um, let's see. So in 2018, then I, um, I started seeing a new massage therapist and she, uh, recommended that I, you know, based on like what I was telling her, like with my, um, you know, my back pain and all that kind of stuff, she, uh, recommended that I start working with a trainer that she had worked with a personal trainer. And this was like completely out of the blue for me. I, I thought people worked with a trainer if either they wanted to lose a lot of weight or if they were like, or if they were like bodybuilders or, you know, kind of those two extremes. I didn't, I didn't really feel like it had anything to do with me. And, um, but she recommended that and felt like he could be helpful. And so, um, I started working with him, uh, you know, spring of 2018 and, um, six months later, I, uh, I asked him, so what do you think about running? Like, do you, and he's like, yeah, I think, you know, why don't you try it? Like just start, you know, a few miles. And, and so this was October of 2018. I started running a few miles here and there, and it felt really good. And, um, a friend told me that she was training for a half marathon the next spring. Yeah. <laughs> so I hadn't run for 10 years. Here I yeah, am just yeah. running like a couple of miles. And I'm like, Ooh, a half marathon. <laughs> yes. Okay. That sounds good. So, yeah. So I trained for that half marathon and I, I ran it the next spring and it was very emotional for me crossing that finish line because I thought one, I would never run again, mm-hmm. but two, to be able to run that kind of distance again um, and be, you know, have my body hold up for that yes. is really very exciting. So, you know, and then I've kind of moved on to some other goals since then, but that's kind of the the background with, yeah, with my running experience. All this, I think, just will resonate so much with people because I think people do give up and it's really hard to find uh, the kind of uh, personal, well, number one, I think a lot of that stereotype really does exist. Like you feel like, well, I can't go to a trainer. Like that feels like it's like either for elites or like you said, like bodybuilders and whatnot, and it's less mainstream. I think it's getting more so, but I'm, I would love to hear like what exactly, not exactly, but what kind of things you did? Yeah. Well, um, it was definitely things I had never, ever done before. I mean, my exercise in the past, obviously, you know, jogging, Mm -hmm. Um, I had done like, you know, aerobic classes. I had, you know, I'd go with friends and do a few of the weight machines at the Y, but Mm -hmm. honestly, I had never really done like squats and lunges and free weights. Like I'd never done that kind of strength training before. Um, and so, um, yeah, focused on just a lot of those basic Mm -hmm. movements. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the TRX, um, machine, but, um, that was something that we used quite a bit um, that uses body weight um, for a lot of different exercises. Um, and so the goal was to just get to a baseline of balance and stability um, mm-hmm. because there were a lot of um, areas that were just out of balance, um, you know, things that were weak that then maybe other areas were compensating for. And so, yeah, it was a lot of, um, yeah, just a lot of basic movements, squats and lunges and, and free weights. Um, and I had never, I didn't even know what a deadlift was. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had me doing the deadlift, um, which for someone with low back pain, yeah, I was terrified of that. I thought you want me to bend over and pick that up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, when you're doing something in proper form, yeah, um, it's, you know, it, it works. And, um, and so it, it, yeah, it was very, very difficult. Um, I would get nervous driving to the workouts because I knew how hard it was going to, 
being how uncomfortable it was going to be, but it was what was necessary to address those issues that were, you know, keeping me in the state that I had been in. Yeah, that and so during that time, and it, did you also change your nutrition? Um, I feel like my focus on nutrition came a little bit okay. later okay. when my running goals got a little bit bigger. I mean, I've always been interested in you know healthy eating, and um, you know, I, I just love the idea that you know food has the power to heal us and help our bodies do what they can naturally do if we, you know, supply it with what they need. So, I mean, I've always kind of leaned that direction for sure, but it wasn't until, um, I started running a lot of miles and, you know, had some bigger goals that I really had to tune into the nutrition and kind of shift my thinking with nutrition. Um, I think for a lot of years it was, okay, don't overeat, you know, don't Mm -hmm. overindulge. It was more of like pull back, you know, And when I started running so many miles, I had to switch my thinking the other way of like, I need to fuel my body. I need to give my body what it needs so that it can recover because I'm asking a lot of it. And so, um, that's when I I really started tuning in was, you know, a little bit later when, when the miles increased. That makes sense. So I have a couple of questions. I have a lot of questions, but I'm so curious. So let's talk first about the most recent marathon that you ran. And yeah. just how that felt, how your training went for that, it, you know, what your goals were and whatnot. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So like I said, I had run, you know, the, my, that first marathon in 2005. And yep. then this last, um, just a couple of weeks ago, the beginning of November ran, um, in Indianapolis and that was, you know, that was my next marathon. It was yeah. you know, 16, 16 years later. Um, oh. I actually ran some this summer that were uh, they were organized marathons, but they weren't official. They weren't chip timed or anything like mm-hmm. that. And we, we can talk about that later. I, I did that because of my world marathon challenge goal. Okay. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was phenomenal. I, uh, I was 45 minutes faster than I had been in 2005, even though I'm 16 years older. Um, and my goal was to come in under four hours. And, um, that, that was like, that was something that I never thought was possible for me. It was always like, Oh, well, those, those really good athletes, th- those people can come in under four, but I'm just like a recreational mom runner. Like I would never even come close to that. Like, I just didn't feel like it was, it, you know, this is kind of previously that I was thinking this, that I, yeah. I didn't feel like I was that kind of an athlete. Um, but with all the training that I've done, um, and, you know, and working with my trainer who also slash running coach for me kind of wears two hats. Um, he's definitely pushed me to, um, to reach for more and, and to realize that I can actually do a lot more. If I give myself the opportunity, I think I just kind of sold myself short quite a bit of the time, kind of put myself in a category. And so, yeah, so the Indianapolis one was great. Um, I had been gearing up for the world marathon challenge, which was originally scheduled for February. It actually got bumped next fall. Um, Yeah, we can talk about that too, but Um, and so I, this was kind of like my last big run before going into some rest time. And so, um, uh, my goal was, yeah, to just kind of go all out and see what I can do because with the world marathon challenge, I wasn't really looking at speed. I was looking at running consistently the same pace because it was more about multiple marathons, not so much. How could I run one as fast as I can, but multiples, but for this race, um, I zeroed in and was trying to just see what kind of time I could get. And so, yeah, I mean, it was great. I mean, obviously 
you know, a marathon, I don't know if anyone crosses the finish line and says, I feel wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a certain amount of, um, you know, discomfort and, and kind of distress that comes when, when you're going that far. But, um, I was absolutely thrilled to be able to, um, yeah, come in under four. Um, I've had so many milestones along the way these last couple of years that feel like things I would never, ever get to and hadn't considered possible for myself. And yet they, I reached them and then I yeah. reached something else and then I reached something else. And so in a way it's kind of opened up the door to me like, well, I did this and I thought that was impossible. So what else can I do? So it's kind of um, helped me open up my own potential and, and, and see fewer and fewer things as being impossible. Yeah, that's so inspirational. It's it's amazing. When you were training for this marathon, then did you still do the heavy lifting? Like, were you still doing all the strength training? Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm consistently doing the strength training. Um, that is, I would say, one of the top um, key things behind the scenes that that yep. keeps the running possible. Absolutely. I mean, I I would not attempt to run the kind of mileage that I've done without the strength training. And, um, so the strength training kind of shifted gears because, um, you know, when you're running so much, you don't want to be like super sore from um, yeah. a workout. And so, you know, when I got, excuse me, um, <clears throat> I got to a certain, you know, we built our strength to a certain point, um, that was going to be sustainable for what I needed. And then at that point we just, it was more of a maintenance then. So I kept doing the strength training, but I wasn't like building the weight a lot and getting really, really sore from the workouts. It was just maintaining what I was doing. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. I was just curious. Do you run, would you, you run six days a week or? You know what? Or were you? I actually, what, another one of the key elements that mm-hmm. I think has allowed me to run this much is a lot of rest. I only run four days a week, most okay. weeks. Okay. Um, and you know, and I, I've had to come to learn to trust my trainer with that because I felt like, oh, you know, I need to run more. I need to run more. And he's really keyed into like injury prevention and, yep. and, and my runs are actually very long. So I'm still getting high mileage weeks, even just running the four days a week. Um, and it's actually worked out great. Um, I will occasionally have a super high volume week where I run more days, but my, you know, week to week training schedule is just four. And the rest is, is super important for recovery for the level of miles that I'm trying to do. So that might seem maybe untraditional to people, but, um, it's worked really well to keep it at that. Yeah. I think especially with this topic, I mean, it's like the running after age 40 podcast, right? So we're trying to figure out and me, I guess I'm trying to figure out, right. And I think the rest of us, anybody listening is trying to figure out how can we stay healthy and run as long as possible. So I love that. I think it's key advice for people to, to balance it out. So let's transition a little bit to this goal. Cause when I was reading on your site about the, the world marathon challenge, like tell me how you first found out about it. And I guess we, you already kind of conveyed how you feel like accomplishing some of these goals has just given you more motivation and the realization that you can do more, but this, this one's particularly daunting. So I'd love to just hear <laughs> more about your mindset. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I will just say when I first, when I first heard about it, it was definitely 
something that seemed impossible. I, I did not actually consider it for myself when I first heard about it, but I was um, actually out for a run and I was listening to um, a book by Ryan Hall. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's called Run the Mile You're In, mm-hmm. um, Finding God in Every every Step. Um, and I was listening to that on audiobook and while I was out for a run and he talked about this World Marathon Challenge in there. He, um, after he had retired, he joined a friend who was doing it and they did it. And so I kind of heard a little bit about it in the book and I was like, oh, I'm going to have to look that up when I get home. And so I got home and I looked it up and I'm telling you, I can still remember sitting there at the computer, looking at this website and just being completely captivated. Yeah, <laughs> It was the most amazing thing I'd ever heard of. So yeah, so you, it's running seven marathons. Um, you run seven marathons on the seven continents, but it's in seven dates. Yep, yep. Yeah. So you, you travel around the world. The clock starts when you start the first one, you have 168 hours to hit all seven mm-hmm. continents and run a marathon on each continent. And, you know, you mentioned earlier, you like numbers. I obviously like numbers. So this mm-hmm. whole seven, seven, seven idea, it just completely captivated me. I emailed my husband right away. I was like, oh my gosh, can you believe this thing even exists? Like who would do this? Who would, it was, but I didn't, at that point, I did not even consider it for myself. I just was like, wow, that's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 And so but I kept talking about it with my husband and I kept like, wow, isn't that so cool? And, um, and I, I'm telling you, I would wake up at night thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I would would wake up in the night and just, it would just be on my mind. I just could not let it go. And so, and I thought, but I can't actually, I, and at this point I had not run a marathon since 2005, Okay, you know? So it's not like I was like this lifetime marathon runner thinking, oh, okay, maybe I'll go for seven. I had run one and that was like 15 years ago. A long time ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but I just, you know, I think every once in a while something comes along in life that just grips your heart and soul. And this was one of them. And so I could not let it go. I finally emailed the race director and just asked like, okay, what is the deal? what does it take to do this? You know, do I, do I have time to train for this in a year? Like I told him a little bit about my background and he emailed me back and was super encouraging. Um, he says, this is an event for everybody. They've had people of all ages and all athletic ability. They've had, you know, someone push someone in a wheelchair doing it, um, a blind person, um, someone that was like 71, years old did it. So it's, it was not just like this elite event. It was very much, um, just open to whoever was up for an adventure. Um, he was very, very encouraging. And so then I, then I asked my trainer about it. I was kind of nervous to ask what his thoughts were (laughs) because at that point, I, like I said, I was not even like training for one and, and he was on board right away. And my husband was on board right away. So I thought, okay, (laughs) I've got some support here. Um, and so, yeah, I, I signed up without even having run, you know, another marathon and I was, I was in, I was, yeah. So it was, it was originally scheduled for February. Um, and so, um, I've been training for a year already now. And then just a few weeks ago, because of all the travel restrictions with COVID and stuff, they, have bumped it to the following fall. So that's why I'm kind of going into some rest time now. Um, I need to just bring it down a little bit before next year, kind of getting back into some high mileage and priming up for it again. 
Yeah, this is so cool. So I I just have a couple questions about how like the logistics of it. I'm curious. Uh, maybe this is twofold. Number one, you just said your husband is like super supportive of this. But what what do your kids think? I would love to hear their perspective. And then, are you going by yourself, or is your family going with you? Or right. You- yeah. So um, I I will go by myself. But um, the last uh, the last race is in Miami. It ends in Miami, oh. and so my family will um come down there and be there for the last race. Um. But my kids, so originally, you know, I was excited about it, but I thought, you know, this is going to take so much time, you know, Mm -hmm. and I've I've chosen to be a stay-at-home mom all these years. And I just thought, if I just wait a few more years, you know, till we're empty nesters, then that would like really give me something to work on. And then it wouldn't distract from, you know, the family and everything. But my oldest daughter, she said, mom, if you're going to do this, do it now while we're here. Cause we want to be part of it. Oh, that's And so- yeah. Oh, it's so great. And they are my biggest cheerleaders. I mean, they, they love it. Um, they will, you know, they've come out on, uh, when I've done like a long run in town a couple of times, like I did, I think like I did like a full marathon just in town, like as a training run and she and her friends like parked their car and were like, cheering at me running by and, you know, Mm. she'll post repost my posts on her social media. And um, yeah, it's been really, really neat. It's been good for them to, you know, cause all these years I've supported them and their, you know, all their stuff and all their activities. And so um, it's really kind of fun to kind of have the roles reverse and have them, um, you know, be able to support me and, and see me working towards something like this. So that's, that's been really great. Yeah, that's super cool. So I have teenagers too, so I could totally relate. I think it's that's got to be so special having them watch you and just support you. So one thing we didn't mention is that you're doing this as as a for charity. Do you want to talk a little bit about the is it it's Operation Underground Railroad, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, after I signed up for the race and was, you know, looking at other people's experiences having done it, I realized that people use this as an opportunity to raise awareness for, you know, different organizations and charities. And so I thought, well, that's, yeah, let me definitely do that. Cause um, you know, it is such an interesting event and it, it gets a lot of attention. And so um, I wanted to utilize that for some good beyond just my own goals. And so I chose to um, run for operation underground railroad and they are an organization um, that works to rescue children that are trapped in sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. And um, as I came to learn more about the organization, um, I just came to learn that that is a much bigger problem than most people realize. It's very widespread. Um, and a lot of these children are in situations where no one knows where they are, no one's looking, and they're like trapped um, in this situation. Um, and so this organization, Um, they go out looking and they, they go in and they do rescue missions. These are like former CIA agents, former Navy SEALs, you know, former undercover operatives. Um, and they work, um, in other countries that don't have the resources. They will connect with law enforcement in some of these developing countries. Um, and they do some pretty, pretty cool operations, um, some dangerous operations, Um, But they've rescued thousands of children. Um, They've put many, many perpetrators behind bars. Um, They are making a huge difference in um, a problem that I think a lot of people don't even know exists. 
so I'm, yeah, I'm trying to just raise awareness and, and raise some funds for them. Um, I have on my website, a um, a little donation button that, that goes to my fundraising page on their website. So yeah, I'm just hoping that, you know, with all this craziness of going after this crazy goal, that maybe a little bit of good can come out of it too. Yeah. And I will put the link to your site. Like you said, there's a make a contribution button. And then there's also, it looks like like a couple of videos to watch too that are well done. So that's, that's super cool. So we'll put that in the show notes, but that's fantastic. Getting back to, I guess, the training for it. So you're out a little bit of a rest now, but do you have any tools, uh, any gear? I, well, the yak tracks, definitely. I guess that's got to be one because we both live in a snow. We live, we live actually really close to each other and it's snowy. and right. here. So I'm a big yak tracks fan. So I know that you use those. What else, I guess, do you do you use that help you? Um, I feel like I'm pretty basic. I mean, you know, slowly the gear builds, um, but, uh, you know, I, I have my Garmin that I track and I, I carry my, my phone. Um, you know, I use my AirPods. I always wear a hat, um, just to, I don't like having my eyes in the sun and to protect Mm -hmm. my face from the sun. So I pretty much always wear a cap when I run, but, um, I don't, yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm just, kind of a basic runner. So I don't, I don't really have any super secret behind the scenes tricks or anything like that. Just, um, yeah, some of that basic equipment. And you, you mentioned run the mile that you're in and I've, I have that one too. Um, I didn't yeah. buy audible, but I actually, I don't buy, I feel like I don't buy hard copies that much, but that is one that I have the hard copy of, but do you have any other like favorite running books or it doesn't have to be running related, even uh, just a podcast or anything else that you like to listen to on the run? Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I actually have kind of gotten away from listening to as much when I run, um, my runs are so long, um, that I will try to make sure that I have some quiet time in the beginning and then I'll like, you know, maybe listen to something, some music or something to give me a boost at the end. But, um, I I do love, um, Dina Castor's let your mind run. Is that what that one is? Let your mind run. Is that right? I think so. Mm -hmm. Dina Castor. Yeah. Yeah. That one, um, super inspirational, just the whole mental side, um, mental side of running that one. I love that one. In fact, I think I need to listen to that one again. It's been, um, a year or two since I've listened to that one, but, um, yeah, not really any specific podcasts. I kind of Mm -hmm. seem to jump around with, um, different things, but just try to keep some variety going, I guess. Yeah. I'm going to have to add that one to my Christmas list. Cause our, my, she's passed now, but our dog actually, we had a little dachshund that was named after Dina Castor after she Aww. got the marathon medal. So yeah, I haven't read that book though, but I, I like anything mindset related. So I'm sure I would like it. Oh, you would love that then. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's pretty powerful actually. And then do you usually run by yourself or do you have any kind of running group that you join? So a lot of my miles are by myself. Um, I do have a couple of running buddies that will, um, that will run like part of a run with me. Um, and so I'll either like, they'll run the first few miles with me, or maybe I'll start early and they will, um, you know, jump in for some. And, and I always used to think that I, I loved running alone and that I, you know, it was kind of like my quiet time, but once the mileage started increasing and I had so much time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. alone out on the road, then I really craved any kind of, um, 
you know, any kind of um, company. And so, yeah, yeah, I do have a couple of running buddies that will, that will run some of that with me. And then, um, yeah. And then my trainer slash running coach, he's run some of the longer ones with me, which has been really helpful too. Okay. Perfect. Yes. That's cool. I guess, you know, just wrapping up here, you know, how do you think it's, you've gotten back. I know you said like, it was super sad when you had to stop. Like, and you already sound so grateful when you were talking about just passing the finish line at the Indianapolis marathon and whatnot, but like even deeper than that, I guess, how do you think it's affected your, your life getting, being able to get back at it? Oh, it's, it's huge. I feel like, you know, I think probably most runners would agree. Like, I feel like running just is somehow parallel for life. Like there's so many lessons. Um, there's so many, um, you know, you learn so much about yourself and I feel like everybody kind of has their thing that makes them feel alive. And, um, you know, I never really found anything to replace that for me when I had to give up running. And so, you know, in some ways I feel like I'm back to being my real self or, you know, like I have an old friend back or I just feel more complete, um, being able to run, but I've definitely learned so much just about, you know, my potential and human potential. Um, like you said about mindset, um, just the power of the mind and that carries over into things, you know, beyond just running. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's almost like the running is just, um, you know, a vehicle for so many other life lessons that come through that. But I, I hope I'll be able to just continue for, you know, as many years as I can. Um, it's definitely, um, definitely brought a lot of joy to me to be back to it. Yeah, I love that. I can't wait to follow your journey in this endeavor too. This is going to be super cool. And like I said, we'll put it in the show notes, but do you also want to share uh, where, where you, people can find you and follow you on social media so that they can follow your journey too? Sure. Yeah, that would be great. So um, yeah, so you mentioned the website um, and my my Instagram account is the same thing. It's just Amy Runs 777 um, And then also have a Facebook page with the same tag Amy runs seven, seven, seven. So, um, wherever you look, that's, that's the tag to find me. Okay. Well, thank you again for joining us. I know that, uh, you are running a lot of miles, even though you might be in a recovery phase now for a bit, but I appreciate it. It's later at night and I know what it's like to have a, a busy family. So thank you. We all appreciate it. And we wish you uh, good luck in this goal. We know that it's going to be challenging, but I can just tell based on your personality and your just the reason and the why that you, you have, it's, it's just, wow. It, I think you inspired us all. So thank you. Well, thank you, Sarah. It's been really fun to talk with you. Thanks for listening to the Running After Age 40 podcast. If you like the show, please be sure to rate and give us a like in iTunes. Also check out our website, www.runningwithgrit.com for all things related to running over the age of 40. We have a special gift guide up for the holidays on the site designed to share stocking stuffer ideas and gifts for runners at pretty much every price. Thanks for listening.